<laughs> Welcome to First Time Parents, an unedited, unfiltered podcast about me and my husband as first time parents. We're back for season two with the toddler edition. And today he's at work. <laughs> so I'm here recording the podcast with a very special guest. Her name is Courtney Nightingale. Uh, her business is called The Parenting Edit, and she is here to help me. I think confess some stuff as a parent um, that I want to see if I'm on the right track. And I say confess because, you know, I do have these conversations with Griffo, but I also think sometimes I question myself and I want to talk to another mum and she is the expert on behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? So, Court, tell us a little bit about your, um, your background because you're a teacher who's now moved into helping families, right? Yeah, totally. I'm still like one little foot in the education world, but mostly I'm out. So um, I worked yeah, for over 12 years um, teaching children. Most of that time has been with children with um, medical diagnosis, anxiety, trauma, all kinds of really big, crazy wow. behaviors and things like that. Um, so I guess when it comes to understanding one understanding behavior I can do that one with my eyes closed but two just helping people to make sense of that behavior and then put in really supportive responsive and loving kind of um strategies and techniques um to help you guys get make sense of it and get through it on the other side and feel empowered I mean and get like some parenting swagger about you because I think a lot of the time we just question ourselves all yeah. the time yeah, I have another podcast called Champagne Confidence and I talk about, you know, unleashing your confidence and stepping outside your comfort zone. But one of the areas that I haven't spoke about on my podcast yet, which I definitely will and it will probably come out today, is I do lack confidence in being a mum. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's that I'm alone, no. but sometimes you do feel very alone when, you know, I do suffer from, I don't, I don't want to say suffer, I experience anxiety at times. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, ever since Memphis was born, like I have questioned so much, even when he was in my tummy, you know, I was questioning so much. And I think people would have heard that in season one, but I also didn't know how to express that as well. And so season one of first time parents was just as much for Griffo and I, as it was for everyone else, if not more about us, you know, because, we were hearing and learning so much stuff from other people, you know, that we, the guests and stuff that we have on here. So I'm really happy to, to have you today, yes, like on the yes. podcast. I'm excited yes. because like I said, I think there's some areas that I want to grow in and I'm very open to hearing what, you know, what you have to say. And I think a lot of parents are, I think the thing with Grufo and I was thinking maybe you guys might need to do a podcast together as well. I was like, Why <laughs> Courtney on without him but you know he I did when we come back for season two I said you don't have to do it every week like we did when we yeah. did the first season I'll jump on with different experts but after this I'm like you know when I was thinking about the questions I was like shit probably <laughs> should have got him on for, to talk to you <laughs> playback playback option <laughs> yeah um okay so let's delve into how I feel about being a mom at the moment and I think it's I'm actually really struggling with Memphis this last week. And I think it's a, it's a shitty thing that we have to justify that we love our children, right? <laughs> well, you know, like, you I know, you but like do. you feel like you got to yeah. do that because yeah. I'm finding him, like, he's definitely triggering me with this noise that he's doing at the moment and this real neediness of 
but it's more annoying. Like, do you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like he actually really does need me. It's kind of like he feels like he knows that he's annoying the shit out of me. Yeah. So he's doing this noise like, <laughs> like all like in the middle of the night and we've got to get up to him, which we've never had to do. Right. Yeah. And then also in the daytime from the moment he wakes up to the end of the day that he goes to bed, I get it a lot in the morning over food and it's just this screech. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's it's actually triggering me because I'm quite patient mm-hmm. but with this noise and then like I've got to do everything at the moment. Like, no, daddy can't do that. Nanny and poppy can't do that. This is all all mummy, mummy, mummy. And then that noise and then pushes me out of the way as well. Like he's physical with me. So anyway, what does that mean, Court? (laughs) I just want to firstly like acknowledge that like we as parents have sensory needs too. And that sound for you is clearly something that just doesn't, like it actually can send you into like a bit of a mounts down. Yeah, that's, that's um, so that's an actual response, and you're allowed to feel that one. Um, and the other thing is, is that of course you love your kids, but you're also allowed to just not like them from time yeah. to time. Like that happens, and the more comfortable you can just be with that and being honest, what you are anyway, um, the better. Um, I was going to say, do you notice that when he's doing those sounds in particular, is it more for you? Is it at? Is it across all? caregiving caregivers it was really intense yesterday we're at a family barbecue and I also know that when they're out of their comfort zone sometimes they misbehave he's (laughs) been sick the last week but -hmm. it's just really intense and it feels like it's a lot around me and and Griffo yeah so mainly me (laughs) (laughs) do you think he's um he's seeking something from you like when, when we look at behavior there's always a reason for a behavior okay sometimes the reason is they're just toddlers and it's just an age and stage thing and then mm. other times it's really important to kind of just go below the surface if you think of like the iceberg analogy mm. at the top you've got all the behaviors like hitting kicking spitting biting making weird dinosaur noises um <laughs> you know withdrawing like all these kinds of things that our children display but under the surface, there's a need that's not being met. Mm. Um, and we can't, that's, I mean, like the other thing is like, we just can't always meet every need for our children in every minute of every day. So let that one go as well. Like put that mum guilt aside um, because you can't be everything to everybody, even to your children. You just can't be. I know. So, and that's the pressure that we put in ourselves at times, isn't it? A hundred percent. So I was going to say like, what what is particularly going on has it been because of the sickness or the illness that it's come about um is there something else going on under the surface do you think I I think it's definitely like it's got intense this last week with him being sick and there's some nights that he would make that noise and Griffo would go in because when we did you know sleep support he Mm. won't let me leave the room once I get in there like do you know what I mean he won't get to the point that then I've got to go sleep in the spare room or whatever and so we just have a thing that Griffo gets up to him in the night which the other night he laid on Griffo for two and a half hours and it was so beautiful and so peaceful and Griffo loved it because he's like usually he's all about you um so maybe it's I haven't like he he maybe feels like I haven't been there a hundred percent but I also think maybe it's that he can't express what he's been feeling and also it's a toddler age and stage thing hundred percent yeah yeah so when it comes to I suppose like the practical the practicalities around how you can navigate it 
is one always understand that the things that you give the most attention to will always be the predominant kind of behavior that you see. So if you're, if my son's a screecher, like he went through a similar stage not long ago, actually, where everything was a, in a response was a screech and he yeah. would just screech all the time. And it like, yeah, far out, just so freaking grated me. <laughs> and I have got all the patience in the world until I don't. And I absolutely do not. Um, yeah. And I have to go, yep, hubby, you're up, or I've got to like leave the room. But the thing that you give the most amount of attention to is always going to be the thing that they repeat the most. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's two ways that you can look at it. One is trying to do like a bit of a redirection um, slash distraction. Now, there's a lot of people that go, don't redirect, don't distract our kids. Um, you know, you need to meet them in that moment and teach them a lesson. I'm sorry, but I do not have the patience to teach a lesson all day, every day. Sometimes for my own sanity, my family's sanity, we just need to use a redirection and just head in another, like redirect them onto something else or like, oh my gosh, did you see that bird out there? Or, oh um, yeah, I'm good at that. I'm good at redirecting. You know, you try and redirect like 50,000 things and then you're like, Look at the bird. Look at the fridge. Oh, what's in the fridge? Maybe you want a biscuit. Blah, 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 blah. Totally. And it works for this age really well. And as they get to be like, you know, preschool age, you can have more conversation around what's going on and how. And I always would recommend though, like, oh, buddy, you're making um, that really screechy sound. Is there something that you need from mummy? Mm. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean that he's going to come out with the words but you're facilitating that language and helping him to make sense of, oh, I think you're making that screeching sound because you're feeling a little frustrated. Yes. Frustrated because of, yeah. I can do that, but then uh, like literally the last couple of days I've just been saying, man, that noise is really annoying. (laughs) You need to (laughs) stop it. (laughs) It is. And how does he respond when you say stop, please? Oh, this morning he was like, I'm going to hit you with the book. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? What do you mean? And I said, I can't let you do that. I can't let you hit me with the book, buddy. That's not very nice. We don't do that. Remember I've spoke to you about kindness. Like we we don't touch other people. Always softly, softly. And, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just learning and learning and learning. Um, And then the other thing is where you can ignore. Um, And, again, there's a lot of people out there that say don't ignore your kids and blah, 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 blah. But when there's an intention behind it because you know that you don't want to further reinforce the behaviour and then you layer on all of those other loving strategies around him, if you're ignoring him over this one behaviour, you're not going to break your child, okay? Yeah. So, So a lot of the time... Yes, it's that redirection, that distraction, or it's just being like, mm, sorry, buddy, I can't be around you right now. I'm just going to leave the room yeah. and, and just being okay with it. And he goes, oh, okay, she didn't really like that. Maybe I'll try something different next time to get her attention. It might honestly be um, that he's seeking that connection, that one-to-one time with you, but then also what you mentioned before between um, you and Griff, um, Griff of being more... Um, like structured in his parenting yeah. and structured yeah. in his parenting. Because if he sees like a bit of a discord between the two of you, he's going to like naturally kind of play between the two. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I definitely reckon he does that. And then he'll go, cuddle, cuddle, cuddle. Mm. And mm. I'm like, I'm here, buddy, always. I'll never refuse a cuddle. Like I've yeah. always got a cuddle. And then I'm like, do you need anything? Do you need to tell mummy anything? Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. So yeah, it's it just- sounds like you're smashing it, hard. And sometimes like the cuddle is – 
the co-regulation that they just need to calm their nervous system mm. down. Oh, yeah. thank you. Because I think this is what we need to hear sometimes as mums, don't we? Like that we're doing yeah. a good job. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and I think like that's what happens with partners. You know, I know with Griffo, sometimes we're just so different in our parenting. We're actually off to see a relationship counsellor tomorrow yeah, um, for all parts of our relationship, you know, to get ourselves back on track, to connect, to help see our parenting, like, you know, from different yeah. attachment styles from when we were kids yes, and how our good. parents parented. So it's a it's a big thing and, like, we're going to share it all on the podcast. But Brilliant. what I really struggle and I think Griffo triggers me a little bit, I know it's such a hot word at the moment and tr- mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's talking about triggers, but mm-hmm. that's, I guess, the best way to describe it is sometimes Griffo will get home from daycare and he'll say, oh, he didn't even talk to me. And he was like, buddy, we have to respect our elders and I would like a hug and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we spoke it on the spoke about it on the podcast last week and Griffo was just saying, Griffo's like his need is he just wants to be recognized yeah. and just wants a cuddle or a kiss. Yeah. And sometimes Memph will be disappointed. I think that it's dad picking him up or he's had a beat, not, not in a bad way, but like, <laughs> no, no, no. not nanny or poppy. Like that's no. really exciting. Yeah. Or, you know, because I am the one that hangs out with him in the mornings and we go to the beach and stuff and, you know, and then he's had a big day or whatever, like Griffo can't see that. He just, and you know, we delved into it in the podcast. So I know yeah. he's happy with me talking about it with you, but yeah. yeah. That's a struggle that I have had because it, yeah, it brings up like this. Well, he's bloody two, he's nearly three. Totally. Like, just chill yeah. out, like, understand that he's had a big day. Like, you don't always want to talk to everyone. So, yeah, you know, but it, it does, it, it kind of fires me up a little bit. Yeah. And the thing is, with respect at the end of the day, is that how our children learn is through modeling is model, 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 like all of the time. So the more that he sees the respect between mum and dad and the respect between mum and me and dad and me and nanny and poppy and me and nanny and poppy and, you know, he sees all those dynamics going on, he learns that because they're like they're absolutely sponges for just watching what's going on around them. Yeah. Um, so that whole, and it is, it's like, that is such an old school mentality. <laughs> That's what I told him. I was like, yeah, I yeah. feel like you're just a bit of an old man sometimes. Yeah. Like, and a lot of, elders. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of children really struggle with transitions between school and home or daycare and home or kindy and home. They've just had this hugely oh. intense time um, in their day where they're constantly like switched on, um, making sure that they're also contained in themselves as well, that when they get that pickup, a lot of ch- children will melt down at pickup or melt down on the way home from that pickup or when they're first getting through the door or the whole lot, you know. So it's just that then their little nervous systems have been working so hard to keep themselves in check all day because it's, you know, their peers, their social skills. There's like, there's so much going on for them developmentally, like the whole, the whole shebang. It's like a, um, a perfect storm that they're holding together inside of them. And then it just goes all out because at the end of the day, mummy and daddy are safe. So that transition time between home and school, I always kind of say, don't make that the time that you converse with your kids. If they are offering things to you, great, take it, turn it into a conversation you know, all um, all Griffo needs to do is just um, pick him up and say, buddy, I have missed you so much today. I've been wondering what you've been up to all day today, you know, and just, and then he might share about what he did today. Well, today daddy did 
X, Y, and Z. Um, and then just let there be some peace and space and quiet for him just to, like, for um, um, your little man to come down and just be like, oh, okay, yes. and then he gets home, you give him some food. Yeah. Goes back up. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I reckon with Mev, what, like, even he said to Nan the other, well, my mum the other day, he said, I don't want to talk right now because she was asking him questions. You and know how amazing that I, is for a little guy to be able to say, I, I, I don't want to talk right now. That yeah. is a huge life skill. I know. And and we were all like, mum was really, pre- oh, no worries, no worries. And I think, you know what it is, like, just you had an aha moment go off for me when I go to pick up because I've been working all day. I'm really tired or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how guilty I feel that I haven't connected with him all day and I've been connecting with other people. So mm-hmm. I'm barreling 20 million questions at him at the yeah. end of the day. Now, yeah. he does usually talk to me and we have a little yeah. laugh or whatever, but sometimes we do. But I think it's a mum guilt thing that I've got to pepper him with questions yeah. because, and Griffo's probably, Griffo doesn't really feel guilt, mm-hmm. but I think he feels intense like emotions when Memphis doesn't recognize him or show him because it's been going on a long time. And we spoke about it briefly in the podcast last week. We'll definitely delve more into it. But when we had all that time off the podcast, like we never got Grufo officially diagnosed or went through mental health or anything like that. But we, he showed all the signs. Now we think about it reflecting of postpartum depression and he was the the connection with Memphis was like hugely lacked mm. um and we went through a lot of big massive now I think about it traumatic things like me leaving radio Griffold quit yeah. his job we both decided that we're unemployed like all these things going on yeah. that I think maybe what I've spoke to my psychologist about is when Griffo was coming home during that time after work that he wasn't available for Memph when he was in the early days and I don't know if it's like a thing that's coming up for Memphis that he doesn't know but it's like in his subconscious of how he reacts to his dad because his dad wasn't available for him you know in the in the early days I mean like we can't ever go back and try and fix what was done in the past but the amazing thing about our children is just that their brains can like there's that whole neuroplasticity of the brain. So just because he's got it wired a particular way right now doesn't mean that he can't rewire and create new neural pathways and build that bond with dad. Like those things are so fluid and can change with time and consistency and connection. And like, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely so much room for growth in that for both yes. of them. And I think like you can understand why sometimes the dad or the mum, if that's happening to them or whatever, you know, because if we do have shit going on in our lives, busy, there's lots of stuff that goes on with, you know, parents with mental health that we don't recognise, we don't talk about. You know, like I I love that Griffo is here because I know, you know, at a point where we talk about and everything now because the connection that he does have with Memphis when they go, like he puts Memphis to bed Mm. is so beautiful I literally sit on the couch and I hear them laughing belly laughing their heads off yeah cool memories man he's making cool memories with that that's beautiful yeah and so do you know what I mean like they do have these amazing moments of connection but 
I think because of the personal development stuff that I've done, I really recognize when I'm triggered or, you know, whatever. Yeah, Whereas right. Griffo, I feel, and like I said, we have talked about this and he's like, yeah, I know I, that he acts like a teenager sometimes <laughs> and he goes into like, well, he's not talking to me, then I'm not going to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Is that like common with, you know, the partners, if they're, they're male partners? Uh, I can't comment because I'm definitely not a relationship, um, a relationship expert. But I mean, like you can't, you're not going to be the only one. For goodness sake, I mums are generally like the main carers of their kids, and I think dads would quite often feel like a little bit on the outer and. Mm. Um, you know, because we are the be all and end all. We've we've carried them, we've birthed them, we've fed them. Usually, dads are out and about, so it's it is yeah. hard. Like it's one of those things. I would I would probably really encourage um, Griffo to get some special things that he gets to do just with Memphis. So, like it might be going to play golf or getting out the na- nails and the hammers and whacking some wood yes. and doing yeah. those kind of consistent things that. Memphis really enjoys that Griffo can also get on board with but it's like tech free time no phone it's just that one-to-one connection time and doing those things frequently through the week and making them like little dates or like little daddy son dates yeah no mum around and then that just gives them a chance to like learn more about each other and to build that bond between them yeah Mm. I think you know Griffo would say that he would, you know, say, yes, we should do more of that. And they go to Bunnings together and they get a sausage every weekend and, like, do their little boys' trip to Bunnings, which is really cute, them doing that together. But I reckon it's probably what Griffo would, you know, what I know he would want to talk about in this or ask your, um, you know, experience. So when Memphis is having big emotions or a meltdown, he'll automatically want to go for me. And Griffo's like, you need to let go and you need to let him come to me and you need to walk away sometimes. But, you know, as that mum, like it's ripping your heart out and you want to burst into tears and you just want to be there. So how can we, if that is happening in, you know, anyone else's home as well, what can we kind of do to, you know, to help that? Because like I said, there's times that I feel like my heart is being ripped out of my chest. Yeah. So I think the number one is uh, like big emotions will be a massive trigger for a lot of parents and a lot of it just kind of will stem from our own experiences and our own childhood and I'm not a psychologist so I'll mm-hmm. leave that to the psychologist but definitely yeah. something that I have seen and noticed yeah um, so one is always just doing the work on that you know and like you say you're super reflective and you can your awareness of self is really amazing so you will be doing the work on that which is great um, the second thing is be, I've, I suppose, mindful of what kind of a message it's sending for you to walk out of the room when your child's in a really big emotional state. Like if you're there to then walk away can feel quite big and quite scary for a yeah. little person. Okay. But if you weren't there, say in the room, but dad was maybe just leave them to it and see what comes because equally is so, um, Murph needs to learn that both his parents have got him. Both mummy and daddy have got me. I am safe with mummy and daddy. Um, They both are powerful parents um, who are so confident and and decisive in their parenting that they know how to actually handle me right now, you know? And us mums are really good at (laughs) rescuing and we come in and it's that, oh, is it Cartman's triangle? I don't know if you've looked into that Cartman's triangle, but that's, 
in a, in a parenting book I read a while ago. Um, and it's the whole role of victim, persecutor, rescuer, and how those three roles shift and change between the parents or the, or the people in the family. So you can see how the child can end up like the victim. Persecutor, it might have been dad in the moment where he's telling yeah. mom and saying, you better do this. And oh. then mommy comes in and does the rescuing. And then the mm. whole dynamic shifts potentially. And then hubby becomes the um, victim. And then Bub's coming in to rescue him and say, it's okay, daddy. You know what I mean? So I'd like, I'd go and have a look into Cartman's. Um, yeah, yeah that's so interesting. Oh, yeah, because you can just see how the dynamics shift and change and then how actually the powerful thing to do is to get mum and dad on the same page mm. and then that your child just ultimately knows that you guys have fully got him regardless of what goes down yeah yeah, yeah. uh th- the other thing I definitely wanted to talk to you about was so sometimes because I am quite patient most of the time but if mm-hmm. Mev- I'm trying to get him ready for bed and he sometimes really plays up for me or he won't mm-hmm. listen or you know and he really just wants to be a little turd burger and I'm tired yeah. and it's the end of the day sometimes yeah. I'll say to him okay well I'll get daddy to do it and I threaten yeah. his dad yeah now it occurred to me the other day I was like I don't do it in a like your dad is so scary you know uh, I do it in a yeah. like I don't have any other options like because I've counted to three. I've done the countdown. The countdown doesn't work. Um, And so I'm like, all right, I'll get dad or I'm going to call dad and he can, he can, uh, I try and change it now and go, I'm going to call dad and he can say goodnight to you and he can put you to bed over the, over the FaceTime. Yeah. But I realized I was like, fuck, am I making Memphis scared of his dad? Yeah, I mean it's t- it's kind of twofold because we then put our parent and uh, our parent our partner into that authority role, and then you've completely disempowered yourself in that same moment. Mm, shit, yeah. Uh, but it's like one of those things that you just don't know until you know. And mm. amazing again that you've just had that awareness. Um, yeah, I do feel really weak in those moments. I have to say, I feel so weak, and like he has. And I have nothing, like, I don't know what to do. And because experiencing anxiety and everyone does go into fight or flight or freeze or whatever, I can definitely freeze and I don't know what to do. And so I pull the dad card. Oh, that's where my consultations come in. <laughs> well, uh, we can drop a link in this to, so, so people can jump in and, no, and talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because so this is, well, this is, I feel like it's, co- yeah, it's like, it, so it's a thing for a lot of people, right? Totally. Yeah. You're not, you're not any different to my clients that I work with at all. And it's just about finding out more about Memphis and like what, what he is about and who he is about as well. And then giving you guys the tools that actually will suit to him, but also aligns with your parenting kind of values as well. Um, I just wanted to jump back to that part about the big emotions and um, how Griffo was saying, like, just leave me to it or whatever. I would, I would actually say if it happens again and you're both around, get Griffo to be a part of that. So if you're cuddling Memphis, because as he sounds like he wants that closeness to you, right? Like his co-regulation is being close to mum. Yeah. Just get dad to sit real close by. Mm, yeah and that's what we've been doing we've been, oh. been doing family cuddles yeah, and cool. we go okay family cuddles and if he doesn't want to cuddle dad when he's come home or whatever mm. I always say that's okay mommy's gonna hug daddy and we're gonna have a nice cuddle if we're gonna have a family one if you want to join us so yeah, yeah that's a that's a good idea yeah. yeah yeah and so I should I stop threatening about uh his dad like what do I do instead um or oh, there's a lot of things that you can do instead I would is it particularly <laughs> bedtime is it particularly bedtime that you struggle with yeah or seat belts 
see that. Oh my god, then it goes stiff as a board. Like, oh my god. Um, okay, so for the car thing, I would say maybe turn the music on in the car, start the car, turn the music on. What's your favorite song right now, Memphis? Cool, let's chuck it on nice and loud. Let's race. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll always catch more flies with honey. Is that the saying? Um, I don't know, but I like it. (laughs) I always say it, but I'm like, I don't even know if that's right. But, um, I you'll always catch more flies with honey. So the more fun you can make a transition during the daylight, obviously, bedtime's Mm. a little different, but. During daytime, the more fun you can inject into those crappier moments, the more likely you're going to get that motivation to want to follow what you're doing. So another thing might be grabbing some car toys, but they're specifically for the car. So they're in its own box, little fiddly mm-hmm. toys. I'd yep. be like, Nymphy, what one would you like out of the car box of toys? And he might pick out, I know, some little random fiddly thing and then be like, awesome, let's go get your seatbelt on and then I'll give you your fiddly thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's good. I like that break it down so it's not always going to happen like it's not always going to be perfect and um I I do have that on occasion with my son for the most part he's pretty good but on those times where he really digs his heel and then he doesn't want to get into the car seat I usually just pull him out of the car we go do some walking around the garden yeah head back in and it's fine you know so sometimes they need a circuit breaker yeah and sometimes I'll just go okay cool well mummy's got work to do she's just going to stand out here and um make a few phone calls or a few text messages you just tell me when you're ready and sometimes we'll do that or sometimes we'll go back inside but you know sometimes it's you really do need to go I know I know yeah yeah Yeah. and then and then sometimes yeah kind of big mum has to just come out and be like sorry bubby like yeah, this really. This is. I know this is hard. I know you don't want to be in your car seat right now. I'm going to help you get in. Well, and sometimes I go, "Mummy's about to use her really stern voice," and yeah. then I go, "You know, I don't like to use this voice, but Mummy's going to use her stern voice, especially when he's yeah. been trying to take his seatbelt off whilst, whilst driving. That's yeah. when it's like, how do you not yell in that situation? Like, yeah, no, man, but you. Like, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, if you're saving the, that voice, that really firm voice for those really unsafe times, your kids are going to listen. If you mm. use it all the time, they're just like, well, what he still doesn't listen. <laughs> but they're more likely to listen. And definitely as he gets older. <laughs> oh, God. Court, I could talk to you for ages. For sure. I mean, I absolutely love you. I worked with Courtney as well. She, um, she was one of my clients. I know many people who have come to you as well. One of the girls that I go to, well, her little boy goes to daycare. They did a session with you and I've heard amazing things about you. So we'll chuck your consult link in the show notes. Um, And where can people stalk you in the meantime for all your amazing uh, social media posts? (laughs) I am um, at Courtney.Nightingale, like the bird, um, (laughs) on Instagram. And then on uh, Facebook, I'm at The Parenting Edit Co., Oh, amazing. Thank you so much, Court, for those who want to get in touch. You know what? I was thinking about this when you were talking. I would absolutely love to talk to some dads if Mm. there's anyone that does want to reach out and just talk about your story as as a parent, you know, for Grufo and I to chat to you. Um, I love chatting to the mums as well. I've always got mums sliding into my DMs at underscore Heidi Anderson if you want to talk as well. Um, But I really, like when we're talking about this with dads, I think it's such a, a part that we don't maybe share enough of. So um, if you do have a hubby or a partner that wants to share their story, please hit me up at underscore Heidi Anderson 
It's good to be back. It feels really nice. It's just that reassurance I think that we both need as parents for Griffo and I and also for us to have open conversations. And that was one of the reasons why we really wanted to bring it back. So we are absolutely loving it. If you are too, please rate and review on iTunes um, or Spotify or whatever app you're listening to this podcast. It means the world for us and we'll see you soon. Lots of love. Bye.